One of the things I'll just throw out, I know you sort of were asking a question in one of your emails. Um, if any of you heard my sermon um, on Sunday. Um, Which is a very good yes. one, incidentally. Yes. We were, yeah, it was, um, thank you. It was yeah, the... on the rich man of Lazarus. And um, it was, it was a... <laughs> It, it was it was a tough one to prepare for. And I just say that in just the sense that I learned a lot. I was convicted as I was going through it. There's a lot has been said about that um, parable, even as it a parable. Um, but uh, anyway, so you know, it, it brings out just the um, the thing we don't want to all hear is that what we do on this earth now matters. Um, and so, anyway, if anybody has questions, I know, did you have a question, Dale, that you were asking me in the email? Yeah. Um, you want to ask that? I can, I can. The two points that I brought up in the email was, uh, if we're going to be treated differently in heaven, according to what we do here, then where does grace fit in? Where does works fit in? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I think it's a conversation that we'd be treated different heaven, just that he wouldn't get into heaven. Uh, okay, good. That's where I. My, so, how would you answer his question? Well, he's you... got a great question on works because I got the yeah. same question. Uh huh. You know, do you get to heaven through good works? No. Mm-hmm. You don't. But that was what this parable sort of indicated. Just read the parable. It didn't say anything about faith and God, faith in Jesus. It didn't talk about Lazarus and uh-huh. all those words. And the other question I had is, is who is he praying to? Who is he talking to? Asking for forgiveness and go talk to his brothers. Who's is he? Is well, there he is signed to Abraham. Is he dead? Is he dead and gone? He's in, well. So in that case, at the end of the parable, yeah. he's he's having this conversation with Abraham across this great chasm. All right. So the rich man's having this conversation with Abraham. I'm just, not no, so great that you tell, can't tell me about see it across. That's right. That's right. So, so was, yeah, that's a new one on me. <laughs> oh, that's an old one. Or here. <laughs> yeah. So hey, Chase. So um, he sees across. He sees across the chasm. Okay. So he sees across. Is he dead at this point? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, he's dead with a new life. <laughs> yes. Okay. So he's in the life after death. Oh, so he's in the bottom death. He's, right. He's in, well, he, he, he's in eternity, but he's not alive. Yeah. Well, so he's still got a spirit, but his spirit's in hell. He's, he's, yeah, so let me just let you, yeah, I would just ask, make some assumptions here. So you notice how you just said that? He has a spirit. But you don't get the idea there that there's any kind of like, that his soul, it doesn't say his soul went up there, his spirit went up there. It's like he's there. You get the full sense that the person's there. Um, yes, there's, there's a no, consciousness. Actually, in Scripture, there's not there's not the sense. It's a Greek idea that we think our soul is up there and not our body. <laughs> Scripture really always talks about us as, as if we're one whole person. We don't quite understand that. But the interesting thing is there doesn't say his soul went up to heaven. Um, it's saying... He's there by name, the whole the whole person. Um, we're talking about the parable from Sunday. So, um, anyway, so that's just one thing to, to note. So, what were you saying? Were you saying something or? Oh, just his state of being. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, just a state of being. Well, we know that he's not over there with Abraham and the and the homeless guy. But he's but he's talking across um, right across this great chasm. Right. He's praying to himself as a god. I mean, yeah. What's but John different. But my my point is yes. Uh-huh. It, the, the parable seems like it talks about you do bad works, you don't go. Hey Jimmy. Just a few people. Just hey, a few. Jimmy. Hey Jimmy. Long time, man. Good to see you guys. Hey Jimmy, here catch. Oh thanks. <laughs> you know, I found it, I found the parable frightening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, yeah. Let me see this. Oh, bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't say anything about faith. No. And, as the passport to heaven. But you introduce something at the end, that long paragraph by, written by somebody. Right. In the very bottom words, it said something. I don't know. you have that handy? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, to me, was your telling the, your people in the audience that this is the faith part. I was going to... If you look at the parable by itself, it says, I mean, who knows? This guy could have had all the faith in the world, so he'll be an SOB. There are some people like that. Where is this in the scripture? That you oh, used in the. the oh, very, it's Luke 16. Last, so it's Luke 16. Luke 16. No, it was, I 19. think it was some individual. No, and I, the individual that I was quoting said, in fact, the mate, that, what he's referring to, so this quote that I gave. Is a quote about the other passage that I quoted, which is where uh, Jesus says, "Judge not, you will not be judged; condemn not, you will not be condemned; forgiven, you will be forgiven." And then it says, "Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, etc., etc." So um, he said at the end, he was talking about how Jesus may well um, be noting the abundant blessing that comes with generosity, though one should. Be quick to note that such generosity not need be equated with prosperity, since it is God's forgiveness and absence of condemnation that are in view. In fact, the major blessing is intimate fellowship with God, new relationships with other believers, and the presence of the transforming power of life. So, yeah. So, and again, there's this is one of these parables to try to say, hey, we have the answers to this. It's a parable. So the first thing you always have to realize is this is a parable. All right, it's not is it a parable though? Because it is typically parable. in parables, it's it's like a certain rich man or the master or the, the servant. But uh-huh. this has actual people's names. That's correct. Which is rare, right? Is it like yeah, the it only parable that actually has people's names? It's the only so parable that has. It's the only parable yeah, that has um, Lazarus' name. Now there is debate. You're right. Sometimes people say, "Is this a parable or is it not?" But one of the most pretty much across the board, most people look at it as a parable because it's also in the sequence of parables. So he's he's going through and he's telling different parables. In fact, if you look at the parable in sixteen one that most people do not all say it's a parable, the parable of the dishonest manager, it starts out with how? There was a rich man. <laughs> right. How does this one start out? There was a rich man. But okay. usually no one else is named in those stories. Like, they're not names of actual people. It's like a certain man or a, right. or a, um, a Samaritan exactly. or a Pharisee. And this one actually has, it's like, well, Abraham was there. 
and this guy Lazarus was there. Yeah. And this guy dives, or a rich man was there. And so... I'm not sure. Right. But, I'm and not... I was just going to say, so... Why would he name Lazarus? So one of the things goes to your question about faith is Lazarus means God's help. Everybody who read that name at the, in those days would know that the name means God's help. Which right there gives you the idea, as it says in Jesus at the opening of the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor, blessed are the poor in spirit. You see throughout scripture, the poor end up becoming their dependence. I don't know if you guys have seen this when you go and see someone who's actually really poor. There's a sense that they have this relationship with God because they're just totally dependent on, on God. So, no, it does not say faith directly, but you definitely get the idea that he... That, that, he, that, that, that he was... I could argue that he, he has faith, faith right, by okay. the very name that he's given in, in the parable. Now, um, Luke, Luke wrote this, right? Well, Jesus wrote... Jesus is the one who tells the parable, so Jesus' words, yeah, but I mean, Luke is the one recording it. Right, right. Well, this is the first time that I've heard that hell and heaven can be connected. And that I thought, once you go one way or once you go the other way, there's there's no crossing the lines. Right. So here's, right, so here's the caution. You did exactly what is usually done with this parable. You just said the words heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Those words are not used in this parable. Mm-hmm. And, and Abraham's bosom and Hades. And Hades. Hades, which we we think we're hearing about hell, we're actually not hearing about hell. We're hearing about some state that seems to be before that. So when it says, oh. Jesus says, you will be with me in paradise, we don't really know what that is. But in this parable, and again, it's a parable, Hades was very well known to the Jews. Notice how it says, he was died and buried and was in Hades, where the rich man is immediately in Abraham's bosom. So you have this distance that you're talking about, but you also have this consciousness of both people immediately after they die. Um, so we don't... Is Jesus... The debate is, is he really trying to give us a specific description of, like, hell? He's trying to give us an idea of it, I think, of the fact of separation... Um. So. So what is Hades then? Because everyone in my grandma probably thought it was hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in the New Testament, I didn't yeah. go into all this because otherwise, no one would have ever left because we have there's so much of this um, parable. But in the New Testament, Gehenna is a word we most often translate hell. Gehenna is what's used for more the eternal judgment, mm-hmm. the forever judgment, mm-hmm. not Hades. Okay, so uh, Hades is more like Sheol. It's Gehenna and the Lake of Fire. Yeah, Gehenna. Yeah, yeah. so like get the ultimate destination. Right, exactly. So that's the ultimate judgment. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate, well, ultimate what we would call hell today. Um, it's the ultimate, but the word is actually Gehenna. Um, and that's more the final judgment uh, place. Sounds like okay. stages or something. That's what you get out here, yeah. you know? Um, is, that, is that why the Catholics have purgatory? No, that's oh, probably that where they yeah. they might pick it up a little bit. There's some is, sense is of it that. similar purgatory and Hades? Maybe? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, it could. 
We don't know. Well, I grew up Catholic. I always heard of purgatory. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if people get purgatory, also I think a little bit from mm-hmm. when Jesus says, "You will be with me in paradise." That there's a somehow place mm. in between. Yeah. Okay. How do you get <laughs> conflate those two? Conflate what? Um, heaven and purgatory. Well, that's I just say just, that's, that's well, what you just did. Well, I just say like a there was a place. In this sense, with the Hades, I guess more specifically, what I'm saying is, is that here, there's the idea of not necessarily, is this the final place they're going to go? Okay. So, that's... I think you're sure you're coding this. It's, it, this is King James in verse mm-hmm. 22. It says, and he, he died and, and in hell. He lifted up his eyes. Right. But that's... So, I mean, am I going to believe this, or you're messing around with Greek on me? I'm going to believe this. I'm... I would I would say you should not believe either, and you should go and look go do the study of it because the word it is, this is important. The word is not Gehenna that's being translated here. It is Hades. Hades is not viewed as the final resting place. Um, yeah. So, so Tom, if you look at the Book yeah. of Revelation, like one of the last chapters will say basically after the judgment, right? The judgment of the damned. Yeah. And it says in death. And Hades, and you know Obino. they were they were thrown into the lake of fire. So look at the word for the lake of fire, and the yeah, distinguishing Hades. between yeah. those two, like death and hell, and the demons and his angels, and everyone who did X, Y, and Z. His name is not written in the line book, the line book of life. Were thrown into this place that's different than just the realm of the dead. Right, right. which Sheol, is more about Hades, or yeah, right, so right. This, because there's, it's still awaiting judgment for that day until that happens. Exactly. So this, so this yeah. rich man is in this kind of this middle mezzanine, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, but, it's, okay. but it's not so neutral. He, so he's in a mezzanine where he right. says, "It's not neutral." It's a where negative. he says, "I'm tormented in this flame." He's in this nice, cool. No, no, no. it's not no, neutral. It's not. Good. And he also it's says, not good. Yeah, no, it's, not good. it's not a good place." Says, he says, "I'm in torment." So right. it sounds like hell to me. Well, but, you know, it, feel yeah. free to believe it's something else. So, go for it. So I'm just going by what. And, they, and on your, on your, <laughs> what brought this up? Your question yeah. that you emailed, and I was just reading this, and maybe this helps, but it. Uh, uh, when, when Abraham's answering him, he mm-hmm. said. And the guy said, go talk to my brothers, at least save them. Right. And Abraham says, they had Moses and the prophets, let him hear them. Yeah. They already so had. in other words, you've been educated, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> you have no Mr. Rich Man, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you rejected and the prophets. And your brothers had and the, the prophets. So right. we can <laughs> assume that that's true with the rich guy. So I think we could also assume that the guy that was laid at his gate did have the law and the prophets and believed. Which would explain the faith deal. You know... But that's an assumption. Yeah. And there are are a lot of assumptions that we make. Can we get... Can we dig into the question? Right. I I do want to dig into into his his question. Right. Not really. Weren't you listening? (laughs) I was. Unfortunately. For you, Tom. What we discovered so far was the first and second floor of purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever. Again... That's, and that's a problem, though, with this parable, is you can also get so into the into things it doesn't say. 
that we just don't know. Let's try imagination to out what is runs the, wild. Yeah, what, what is the overall purpose sort of of the parable? But going to Dale's question, which I think is a... You, well, you have two questions. One is... Grace. One was about grace... Yes. And um, so ask your, and the other and one was about works, works, which I think are good ones because it comes down to the question here. Uh, well, yeah, go ask question. Well, would I be treated differently in heaven mm-hmm. if I lived a rather snotty life and accepted Christ the day before I died? Mm-hmm. Would I be treated any differently in heaven? And I've always led to believe that I'm either saved or I'm not saved. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. You're either going to heaven, you've accepted Christ and mm-hmm. you're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. I've often wondered if somebody like Billy Graham gets a beachfront property <laughs> and somebody like me gets to look at the parking lot. So you it's know, a righteous uh-huh. lot going on there. So there's a you know, different qualities of maybe Christian life, but uh, so what, always, do guys, always, what do you guys think of that? A parking lot in heaven would be really neat. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> well, the streets are paved with gold. Yeah. You know, that's right. I've, I've there often, are no cars. Yeah, I've often wondered, wondered about my own life uh-huh. um, because I taught for so many years. Right. Um, I wanted my students to know, uh, back up a little bit, I, I was not a student going to school until some guy, I was sitting at my desk in my room, and one of the guys that I lived with walked by and goes, what's wrong? I go, I've never thought about grades. I said, but now I'm trying to get, and I can't. I said, I finally realized I don't know how to learn. And he said, well, what were you supposed to learn today? And I said, I don't know. He goes, well, that's a starting point. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he told me how to identify all of it, you know, yeah. and yeah. carried me along through the semester. So that became important to me mm-hmm. as a teacher. I didn't want it to be questionable. And Michael McClellan's father, uh, uh, Michael McClellan's grandfather, was my principal. Mm-hmm. And he observed me once in teaching. And afterwards, the only comment he made was, it's okay to tell kids what you want them to know. <laughs> and it, it, that's, that's good. That, that's what education is supposed to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Tell them what you want them to know. I, <laughs> I sort of happens worked under the concept. That I wanted them to learn how to identify what they needed right. to know, right? Rather than me being responsible for telling it. To them. But anyway, to yeah, yeah. So, going going back to what he asked, which is a really good question. So I think it's like if you one other point. Yes, I I bought the first whiteboard I ever saw. It cost me three thousand dollars. <laughs> what year was this? Nineteen <laughs> twenty. In the oh, that's more than a house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of money. It was a big a deal, but I thought it was so cool. Yeah. So I, I bought this board, and on it, every Monday, I wrote down, this is what you are to know. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to study. Because I didn't want my students to not know where I was going. 
So that was my answer to it. And after the landslide, I turned to Marilyn one day and I said, I wish God had a whiteboard for me. Well, oh, what's the purpose I, of And that? I love whiteboards. So my what's favorite what's thing, the purpose yeah. of this? Right. I said, I'm gonna, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him, why, why did you leave this up? Why didn't you give me better directions? And I think this makes it real clear. We gave you the directions. Yeah, that's what Tom, yeah, yeah, yeah. What right. Tom was saying. We gave you the directions. Right. You just were dumb as dirt. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't look at it. You didn't think about it. Yeah. So, so I've gotten yeah, so some you know. interesting responses to that question. Like, okay, if we're going to be judged here. Mm-hmm. To you mean we're going to be judged for what we we're do? We're going to be judged for what we do here, and crowns of glory, you know, all these right. jewels and beautiful things. And yes, we're going to have a front, you know, beachfront property or somewhere. You know, and the answer was um, because there was this meritorious thing. They don't want us. Salvation's not meritorious. It's by grace alone believing. And so, but now we're working toward this this other life, this eternal life, that we are judged here, and what it would look like in heaven, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, to your point, I may have been a schmuck until deathbed conversion, what would it look like in heaven, mm-hmm. would it be treated differently, or what would it look like, and the response is, oh, you won't, it doesn't matter, you're in heaven, mm-hmm. yeah, well, no, <laughs> because it's important enough to put it in the word that your works or what you do here according to the word is whether it's just the one commandment or uh, how we treat people or the grace in which we give it or all the stuff how would it look like in heaven and it seemed like there was this opposing this grace thing but then you gotta work really hard to do all the things to, to achieve Whatever you the, the corporate right. entity of working up the ladder to this beautiful um, life that God has in store for us in heaven, and the response was flat. I just, I'm like, well, you'll be in heaven, and it's the gold, and yeah. So there, so Paul, so the apostle Paul, and I have to look where, does give the impression. So it's going back to the to your question a bit. Like so, there's the the there's the issue of. What gives me eternal life to be with God forever? Okay, that's something we can hopefully be very clear on. Which is really, if we get to the passage tonight in John, it's going to be answering those questions. Is Jesus right? I mean, it is through what He did on the cross, and when we put our faith in Him, that is the sole thing that gives us eternal life, that guarantees us to be with God. Okay. In the case of the parable I was talking about, you're with Abraham's bosom, you're in heaven, you're with God. Paul says, but all we know when we die, is he, and it really is, there's very, very little that actually says, what happens when we die, boom, like, you know, when we actually die, it says you're going to be with Christ. Paul says, I'd rather be with him than now. So you get this idea that just like what we see in the parables, like if you're going to be with Christ, with God in heaven, it's like, boom, you're there. Okay, how that works and everything mystery, but it's like you're there. But, but Paul, the Paul, the Apostle Paul talks about that your works, now once you're a Christian, 
that the things you do, call it the good fruit, call it the works that you do, does have something of substance that you're going to be of, that you're going to have in heaven. <laughs> okay? Or judged against. Right. Very, yeah, very well, little that another, it says. You're, yeah. you're, you will be judged. Right. But but that judgment for Christians is different than the judgment for non-Christians. Yeah, there's, the there's, that there's, there's, there's something right. called the Bema Seat of Christ. <clears throat> and the Bema Seat is like a podium, right? If you're, if you're in the Olympics and you place first, second, or third, mm. you're judged, you're awarded. But it's not like the white throne judgment, the great white throne judgment, where it's the actual judgment to condemn someone few other things when it when it says um your works will be judged when you get to heaven some like wood hay and stubble the other is like precious metals and they're working to achieve some sort of a crown for you yeah so yeah. that's that's an award that's a reward yeah. and that's it's good to seek after that right otherwise why would they tell us or why would they motivate us to do that yeah. paul says run as if run the race as if you're gonna win like run as if you're running for the crown because there is a crown laid up for you in heaven. So you're running the race in order to win, to accomplish something. Mm -hmm. And um, in the book of Revelation, when Christ is um, judging the churches for the good things that they're doing and the bad things that they're doing, on, on nearly every single one, it says, he who overcomes will get this reward, right? Some sort of reward where it's mm -hmm. a white stone or a new name or a crown you know, of life. Yeah. yeah, what was it? James yeah, 1, 2, it's like it talks a, about the crown, crown of life. Crown of life. Like a, yeah. yeah, right, Something right. Like, There's like, those two that I've heard of. Yeah, different mm -hmm. things, and then Paul says, um, you know, I, um, about about the giving of, I think, the Ephesians, that I wanted this to, to, to go to your heavenly account, right? Mm -hmm. So there's some sort of a heavenly account for mm -hmm. generosity. Right. So Jesus <laughs> says... Um, Store for, your, store for yourselves treasure in heaven where, where moth and rust will not destroy, right? And thieves won't break in and steal. Okay, so what is this treasure in heaven? How are you doing that? And that's different than salvation. So right. there's all these right. well, yeah. scriptures that point to... Yeah, the Bible does mention also um, the harvest is many, the laborers are few. And he, he wants us to be um, discipling or serving. He decided to be grace to be servant. He wants us to run... And serve and right. show the light of God, and there are levels of positions because you've trained for it. I think when you get to heaven, where it's not like it's not it's really for His glory. But I mean, granted, we want to go to heaven, but He wants us to work hard. There's a lot of hurting people down here, right. and right. He will have a you know position um, that maybe I think it's ready for. It says it in there. I don't know the scripture, but yeah. um, and I love what. Was, yeah. What was just said? It yeah. was awesome. It was awesome. Um, yeah. And it reminded me of those scriptures. Those those are really good. Right. It it's like now we're at the destination point. Right. And it's like, what does that look? It doesn't say. I don't know that it does. Yeah. That does so I don't know if that answers does that, your. Does that what does it looks that... like when you're in heaven? Right. And you're doing these, and you're measured against how well you ran the race. So key, we keep. Keep in mind, though, we're, we're talking about treasures in heaven. Yeah. The crown of life. Right. Okay? So the, the, the way we need to be thinking about these things, we're, we're not, 
striving to attain what you would strive to attain here on Earth. That's where I'm equating. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you're running up the ladder on Earth, you're running that way. Yeah. Okay, you flip it around. Yeah. So we got to remember that's humble yourself. Correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. Your your, your right. greatest potential in the universe is to be the footstool of God. Mm-hmm. Right. So it just yeah. Give your life to Him, so He can use you. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's a, it's about how Sold much out. am I and, and that process. It's it's not again. We have to totally retrain our minds in terms of what we're working towards ultimately, and how does that translate here on the earth? So yes, yeah. humbling ourselves to be this to to be and <laughs> the number one thing. So what is what does he do? What is he not? What is the obvious thing that this the rich guy is not doing? All right, he's yeah. not he's not loving his neighbor as himself. Right. Okay. And and we know that no matter how much, who said the guy might be a jerk and have a lot of faith? You can't have a lot of faith and be a jerk. You're you're a liar. Right. You could say I've got a lot of faith, but when you go to meet Christ, he's going to go. I don't know you. Yeah. I claimed your name. I really said I knew you, but you didn't. Yeah, when I went, when I was sick, you never visited me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was thirsty, you didn't bring me clothes. Correct. You, know, yeah. you didn't visit me in prison. That's right. Lord, when did we not do those things? That's right. Well, as you didn't do it for the least of these, you didn't do it for Which me. is really this parable again. Yeah. <laughs> this parable is another example of that. But so, so going, so I don't know if we... Did we answer any of the questions yet? I'm not going to answer so the, and, the, and the other Did issue is that no? the, yeah. the other thing this, that, this, that this parable talks about is... That's good. We're in a good place. <laughs> Did you all say no? Is that you're, oh you're not relinquished from the consciousness of your earthly mentality. So you cross over, and what it's demonstrating is you're still yeah. conscious yeah. of the way you saw in this life. Mm-hmm. Right? So... That to me is is humongous. You don't suddenly click and then you forget everything. No, no. You get to see and look back at the fact that you didn't look at a seed grow and get it. Right? You didn't study biology well enough and get it. Okay? And see the the magnitude. Look at the... uh, I, I trip out on this when I eat a plate of food. You're going, oh my goodness. Everything on this plate started from nothing and was miraculously grown into this thing I'm eating that's giving me energy to continue to live in this mortal form. Just the, the most mundane, simple things that we do are, are undeniable evidence, right? So that consciousness is critical yeah. to remember because we... What it's saying to you is you have got that same consciousness now. Learn. Don't wait. So let's go back. I'm going to go back <laughs> to your question. And I want to make sure I hear it. These are good questions. So one question is, okay, so if I'm, on, if I'm not a believer and I'm on my deathbed, you know, this week, we do the extreme, oh, this does happen, right? You're on your deathbed and you say, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and you genuinely put your faith in him, you are going to be 
in... I get a basement room? Well, it doesn't say that, but the, I, we don't know. It, it doesn't say that, but it, it does say you're going to be with Christ for eternity. Well, okay? it, it, it does say, though, in the, uh, he who is first will be last, and he who is last will be first, meaning there, um, there is a place for you, even if it's a last-minute decision you make. Yes. I, and, and God pays the same amount to the person who's worked all day. So that, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the, there's that, so you just, that's what I was going to go. So the parable of the labors of the vineyard in Matthew yeah. 20 really answers the question, like, it doesn't really matter if you're 20 or 30 or, I mean, the, or, the or, point is, again, the point is you're going to be with Christ. Once you're with Christ, our issue then is, are we, I mean, once you have faith in Christ in this life, the issue is, Works, not works to earn your salvation, but works that go along with your faith that demonstrate the good fruit that comes from your faith in Christ. And if you truly so have faith, you will have do good. Right. You will do, do my commandments. Faith? You right. will love God with all your heart, your mind, cons- and your soul. And if you do that, and don't concern yourself with the rewards. Yeah. That's what will allow things. us to, is to, to do the thing that gets the crown, which is escape the paradigm of the earth. Yeah. The more we do that, the we practice the presence of God, that's, that's our job in the Spirit. So, yeah, and so when, when we went through the book of James, a lot of people, which I do, a lot of people think, oh, well, James is sort of at, at odds with Paul. I, I don't think he is at all. Both of them believe that faith is demonstrated through works. I mean, there's a character of James faith. is real clear about it. Though. Yeah, James is clear about it, and actually Paul really is too about that. Because Paul, you look at the end of Romans and stuff, what's he talking about? It's all about what are we doing in response to the love that Christ has for us. We're loving our brothers and sisters. We're giving our lives for them. There's really no difference to me between James' thing. But the, but the point is, it's the works are something that's coming from my response of what Christ has done for me, and that's how I'm now loving others. It's not, I'm trying to, like, look better for other people or look better for something, you know. Paul, Paul's describing the grace question. So, because what's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? What's, what, is the, what is the grace that, that, that Christ gave to the Jews in particular, right, and to all of us? Was, was it's not that the... The Ten Commandments stop being valid and stop being law. It's they stop being a curse. Now you could actually uphold them. Now you could actually do them. Christ cured what had been severed, right? So now he allows that unification, that relationship with God that the Jews did not have prior to that and were unable to have prior to that. Right? Jeremiah says it's because the law needs to be written on your heart, right. not just something you try to do externally. That's right. Yeah. So that's the grace. And by the way, that whole uh, vineyard parable, right, where it's like, well, the guy goes, I'm, I'm, I want to pay this guy as much as you. And then the guy gets all disgruntled. It doesn't say that's the guarantee. It just says... That's what I chose to do. It's like what he says to to John and or to Peter about John. He goes, Well what about Peter goes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna die on a cross for him? And he goes, Well what about this guy? And he goes, 
Hey, what's it to you, dude? I'll do what I want, right? If I want to pay this guy full wage, this is my business. If I don't, it's my business, right? These are things that we're not supposed to be concerned with is the point, right? All right. Stop fair. Yeah. I'm going to try to do what you said about being a teacher. So did we answer Angela's question? Not answer. Are we addressing what you asked? Well, you're addressing it. Yeah. I'm not going to say there's... It's not helping. It's not helping. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we answer that. Which, I yeah. I don't Which, think we, yeah. I think we're talking well, around but it. But is there an right. answer? So what is... What I, is I, don't, I don't yeah. want to believe that there's a tiered system in heaven. And that's what I'm kind of hearing. <laughs> See, that's what I... <laughs> I agree with that. Exactly. <laughs> that's no what answer. I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. Can I read I three scriptures true. that deal with that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and this is in red, so Jesus is talking. He's... He Where that receives uh, Matthew ten Matthew ten forty one. Matthew ten forty one. He that receiveth the prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Reward. And he that receiveth the righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say to you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. And then in Saint in Luke six thirty five. But love ye your enemies and do good, lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. Sounds like there's maybe some tears up there. So why? That's just beautiful. It's a wonderful question. So why? Why? I meant T E A R S. So so somebody living in the basement. So if you're, we're all going to be treated equal. Imagine again. Okay, if you're, if you're the like socialist on earth, socialist in heaven. Have it your way. When when God speaks to a reward, right? Okay, are, let's, are let's, you, stop, let's stop right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, the guy on his deathbed, when he forgives and asks for forgiveness and accepts Christ, does he get a reward? That's, and, yeah. But he gets, he, the he goes to heaven. just being yes. in heaven, right? That's, right. that's one part right. of it. I mean, that's, that's a start, right? I mean, it's a good I, one. That's a reward. <laughs> but what would be, truly, I mean, if you... Let me, let me just point out one thing. Yeah. So, you do a lot more good works on earth than I do. I don't, I don't... No, I'm just, this is hypothetical. Hypothetical. Okay. And... You get, we both get to heaven, and you're telling me that you get more rewards in heaven than I would? Nope. Okay. Absolutely not. That's what I was thought. Here's the paradigm shift, okay? So, if, if, if I'm really the dude Jesus wants me to be, when I get to heaven, I hope that all my enemies have more reward than me. Okay? I want to. What would those rewards look like? Who cares? Here's one. Here's one. (laughs) So, uh, what is it? James and John. uh, Their mother goes to Jesus and says, "Hey, grant, grant for me what my request." Okay, what's your request? Mm -hmm. That my son, that my sons get to sit on your right and your left. Yeah. Yeah. He says, "That's not for me to grant, but the Father in heaven." So there's going to be somebody, and then we get to heaven and we see the um, the thrones. That are that are around heaven, and you have the uh, the twenty four elders that are seated on the thrones, and they have their crowns, and they cast their crowns before God, 
But they're seated up there on those twenty-four, on those they're the elders, and they're seated. Are they are they the prophets? Are they the disciples? Like who are those twenty-four elders? It doesn't necessarily say, but they're there. That's a special privileged place. That's not everybody. And by the way, they're there. They're there before the shoe drops as well. They're there before the yes. Yeah. Yeah. So could it could yeah. it could I say something real quick? Yeah. And then we'll just sort of wrap could, it up because could it, I could it be that it's more about us becoming like him and that when he can trust us, he yeah. just takes us to a more beautiful place to help more people, maybe in another galaxy. Yeah. And the, and like, I guess the, and, like, right. And I guess the reality is just so just we can all people. be this we can sit we can probably it's good discussion. But also there's a lot of mystery as to what's happening, and we don't know. We don't know some of the stuff. We don't know details. We don't know exactly how that's all going to look. The most important thing is what we do know is we are going to be with Christ, and we also know that when we when we are believers here now, the most important thing we're doing is we are being like Christ in this world. Yes. That's what we focus on, and if that's a conversation. That's the only thing that matters. I've been listening yeah, to all these speculations about where yeah, we're going to well, be. Well, we can where we're going to work. It, it doesn't matter. Right. The, well, but it does. Point, it no, it doesn't. It, the point is we work as Christians here right now. Right. And we don't think about that stuff. But, hey, Gil, real quick. It's important that we talk about it, though. Yeah. yeah. And it's very good. important to... Because well, okay. that's how people feel about it. And the, the reason why... But we, I hear you, Gil. Right. And just, totally just to be clear again, the reason why we talk about it is because scriptures do talk about it. I mean, be blunt. Scripture, we just, everyone had their examples of it. Scriptures do talk about some sense of something. It's not, what it's not trying to say necessarily is, oh, you know, you are better than me or anything like that. But it's talking about there is something that when we do stuff here on earth, it has some effect in our afterlife. But we don't exactly understand what that is. Or some type of crown, or some type of something that happens, but I don't think we fully understand It's that. not like Earth and, and the capitalistic system yeah, down I don't, here. It's, no, I don't it's, think so. it's more about... I don't think so. You're, you're, man, we've overcome a lot. We, be, we learn to forgive our enemies. And yeah. and we're... It's just a different... Uh, it's God's spirit there. Three right. verses? Can I read yeah. three verses? Yep, and then we'll sort of... Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. First uh, yeah. Corinthians 3.13 I mean, this kind of... Jason's paradigm. Every man's work shall be made manifest when we pass on. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built upon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. That's very clear. That's yeah. beautiful. And we're all imperfect, so he's right. perfect in us. So. So here's, I just here's, want to thank yes. everyone for talking about this. Cause <laughs> it's like, sh- show me the scriptures where it shows something I can get in my head. I'm like, oh, okay. There is, there is I'm okay. Right? You know, yeah. There's just a mystery there for me in my mind. Yeah. So I'm Okay, so, I'm gonna, it's all, it's, so here's something that you might not have thought about, that you just to be aware of what happens when we are going to be in heaven. I never really had seen this before. So this is in Revelation 5. It says, uh, sorry, Revelation 5, yes, say. 
says, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open up its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language and people and nations. And you have been made kings and priests to our God, and you shall reign on the earth. In Genesis 1, God says, what did he give the, the uh, man and woman to do? Dominion. That's right, dominion over the earth. There is the idea in Revelation that ultimately, we didn't do that right. Everything <laughs> got messed up in Genesis, right? But ultimately, we're going to somehow, as Christians, be back in the new heavens and the new earth and have the proper reign over the earth. Hmm. Who knows how what that looks like, but it does actually say that. And they shall reign on the earth. So we're going to... The new earth? The new earth, right. New earth. And that's the other thing to be right. really blunt about, and I didn't realize this probably in 15 years of being a Christian, is that where are we spending eternity? We're not spending eternity in heaven. No. Okay? It's a new earth. It's a new earth. We are spending eternally on a new earth. What does that mean? Whew, you know, some people will read new as renewed, but we will probably, our life in after judgment may look a lot more like <laughs> what we think because it's a new earth that we actually live on. Um, and that, when I, when I, heard that, I'm like, what? Because I've always thought, you know, you're on clouds, and I always thought, it's sort of boring, right? I'm thinking, Arps. heaven, you're sitting in clouds, all no. singing. It's like, this is really boring. But no, you're going to actually be on a new earth, spending eternity with God. So how it started in the beginning is sort of like the story ends up wrapping itself up at the end. So practice makes perfect, so let's practice now. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. To the point of why it matters, though, this is really important, though. We are supposed to meditate day and night on the Word, right? And we're supposed to keep our minds in the heavens. We're supposed to keep our mind on the throne of God. We're supposed to keep our mind with God, with Christ, all right, through the Holy Spirit. Yep. And in order for us to understand all this stuff, what does this work say? What, how are we supposed to be here on this earth? We have to adopt an eternal reality. Okay? We have to, that is kingdom reality here on this earth. And that is what transforms us here so that you can live this Christian reality here on earth. So you can't not discuss it. You can't not look at it. You can't not accept I, I, it. I absolutely agree with you. My, my point is, and probably I'm wrong, but I think all the speculation and all the all the pontificating that we do is not. No, you just read the scripture. Well, right. It, it is that we're going back, and that's the point. Is if we're going back and we're wrestling with the word, it's good to wrestle with the word, and okay. also to separate what do we know and what we don't, and not major on what we don't. Which is your point? On earth, we should live that long. But, but yeah. to overcome. Our pontificating and come to a new truth is definitely the the goal. I think you know, so. I feel you there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I have lots of questions. I just, uh, I just, um, it just makes me uncomfortable. 
Oh, never mind. It's not yeah. important. No, that's anyway, okay. So, it, okay. yeah. So this is what we do. We all we're all wrestling, which is good. <laughs> it's good to have these discussions every once in a while. Can whether, I say a word? Whether from we the... actually answer your questions or not. <laughs> yeah. A word from the peanut gallery here. Uh-huh. Um, I've digested all of this, and the way I look at it is, we're born with a sin nature, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a curse that we're given. It's just that's where we our starting point, and so our walk as a Christian is overcoming the sin nature. And the more we overcome that sin nature as we live our life according to being with Christ, we are essentially becoming more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we are fulfilling his purpose because he came back to establish relationship with us. Mm -hmm. So as we push back against sin... We're becoming more like Christ, which means we can be more in relationship with him, which is the whole intent of getting to heaven in the first place. Amen. That That was pretty amazing. Very well said. Good. Okay. Let's open up to page 30. Everyone have their own little... Did I give you one of these? Do you want one? Just Just, a scripture. Yeah, I thank you. You didn't get one? I got, I got one. Page 30, right? Thank you so much. Page 30, yeah. So. <clears throat> These are so cool to write in. We are, yeah, we're going to get to, um, we are now getting to a really key place. I, I would always consider it's maybe one of the key places in, I could, I mean, I don't like saying key places in all scripture. But it is, it is where Jesus is going to reveal about himself in ways that we don't see in other places where he's just really like saying, this is who I am, this is what I've come for, this is what I do. And I love it when he just says it like it is. <laughs> and that's, just, that's what he's going to do here. Um, and it's, it's in some ways when I think about the gospel, Huh? You want no. another question? <laughs> no, you've got your you've had your quota. You, you had your hour. <laughs> Do you need one of these? <laughs> no. Okay. Do you need a pen? Do you no, need? I've got a pen. So I think. So we're going to uh, page thirty. Page thirty. All right. So we had just finished, so we're in chapter 5 on page 30, verse 30. All right, is where we're going to start. Uh, so we had just gone through last week, we take, took a look at this miracle that Jesus did. Um, and then as a result of that, of this healing that he did, we come to verse 30, uh, where he says, I can do nothing in my own, as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Is that the, am I the right? Yeah. Why, why did, I don't think we went through 19 all the way yeah, down. Yeah, hold on, let me, hold on. I might, wait, sorry. I'm sorry, my problem. My fault. You're bad. 28. Go back to t- page 28. <laughs> page 28. Page 28. Okay. I'm off. First. Sorry, guys. Well, 18. you're allowed once in the whole semester to do yeah, 18. All right. All right. So, again, going back, I'm sorry. Um, we have this healing that Jesus did on the Sabbath. 
And if you come back and look at um, verse 15, it says, The man went away and told Jesus that it was Jesus who had healed him. So I'm on page 28, verse 15. And this is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus. Because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered him, them, My father is working until now, and I am working. So when he said that, said that it's, it's all of a sudden the Pharisee of him went, Ah! What's he talking about? And then it yeah. says, this is why the Jews, and so John makes the statement here, this is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because mm-hmm. not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but Jesus was even calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. How would yeah. we have handled hearing Jesus say that? <laughs> England Probably about the way we just handled everything else right here. So. Yeah. <laughs> we would argue. She's no skin. I hate to bring that up. Yeah. Anyway. We probably would be freaking out. Yeah. Probably like the Pharisees or whatever. Maybe, right? maybe not. And if, well, you can sort of imagine that if someone said, someone, someone. Yeah. And if someone, what we're going to read now, going back to what you're just saying, if someone came up to you today and said what we're going to hear Jesus say, you'd probably go, you, you know. Well, but it, de- it would depend on whether the Holy Spirit Absolutely. was speaking. When yes. Jesus was speaking, the Holy Spirit was speaking, and that's that's a different story. People people may or may not listen, but many people can hear this Holy Spirit through everything. So, okay, so I'm gonna you just just take what you just said there, and I'm gonna ask you the question in a minute: Who is speaking? Is it the Holy Spirit? Just I'll ask. Just keep that question in mind. Okay, so now, verse 19. So, who wants to read? Let's do 19 through 29 for tonight. Can I read it? Because I need to get in the Word. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Go after Jimmy. Uh, I'll right. Jimmy. In fact, it might be interesting. Why don't we do Jimmy, and then we'll let you read King James oh. so we hear sort of different okay. echoes. So, Go ahead. 19 to 29? 2019 to 29. Okay. Two or three? 19 through 29. Okay. Oh my gosh. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. Wow. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. Wow. Whoa. This goes right along to the discussions we just had in line, right? Yep. That all may honor the Son. Just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. This is deep. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He has not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Mm. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming, and is now here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, uh, and those who hear will live. 
For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have gone have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Whoa. Wow. Now, as you, you, know, you guys are hearing this, I'll let Tom read the King James Version. Yeah. yeah. I was following it. It's not really any different. Oh, okay. All right. So, we probably could have just read this scripture as <laughs> maybe answering some of your questions. Um, all it right. simplifies it down. Yeah, it really does. I mean, this Jesus is getting at, like, this is like, you know, where's the rubber be the road? If, if um, going back to sort of your teaching illustration here, if someone wanted to say, okay, teach us who Jesus is, this would be it. I mean, this is like the core, real gospel of who is as Jesus we believe in. Um, and he's revealing himself about as plain as can be at this point. Um, so when you guys hear this, what do you, anything that sort of stuck out at you? A lot of things stuck out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did, Chase, did you have something? Yeah. I uh, speaking in the third person a lot. So he's saying like the father and the son instead of the father and me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's good. You speak in the third person. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else you guys see? Just the relationship, the closeness of God the Father, God the Son, that is so, uh, they're one, but it's it's two and one, but it's in so intimate, you know? Uh-huh. And, and um, he's called us to that, too. Mm-hmm. Powerful. What, what kind of amazes me is, is verse 28. It says, do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in tombs will hear his voice mm. and come out. That says more than the Spirit. The body's going to come out. Yeah. Very good. Which is... The, the resurrection of judgment. I was just yeah. going to ask that. Yeah. yeah. What is the resurrection of judgment? Meaning, raised up out of here mm-hmm. to be judged. Well, yeah. here or Hades? Yeah. Perhaps? Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going there. You can. <laughs> but you know what is interesting? I didn't, think about, yeah, I didn't think about this. We just talked about notice. Notice, and I didn't even think about this before until right now. Notice that in the parable, which I thought was fascinating, that. The is that when the poor man dies, he's instantly in in let's say heaven. And, and who's who's he's he instantly with? with Abraham? Okay, in Abraham's bosom. Another but, man. But notice and it says notice when the poor man died, he was boom there. Okay, but when the rich man dies, it says the rich man was buried, and he was in Hades. So it's like you you just sort of get this. I read this here too, and I go, it's sort of just interesting, you know. I don't know what that all means. I got two, two observations. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, not a body. Um, it's in the very first uh, part in the verse nineteen. Uh huh. I don't know. That confuses me. Um, very rarely I say to you, and this is just stunned me. I never thought of it before. The son can do nothing of himself. Uh huh. <laughs> we'll wait till then. We'll wait till your conference is over, over here, boys. <laughs> okay, you guys stop for a second. Let's yeah, just let's go back to what you're going to say. I'll let Tom talk oh, first. Sorry, okay. And then we'll do you guys. Okay, go ahead, Tom. 
Uh, the son can do nothing of himself. Jesus is saying, Yes. I can't do anything. Nothing. I can't do anything right. of himself. I can't do anything. Right. That's what he's saying. That's amazing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He's, he's right. totally, I don't know what the word is. Where, where are you to, to God. So at verse 19. Verse 19. So that's, that's pretty amazing. And then he goes on, he says, but what he, meaning I, what I, Jesus, see the Father do, I'll do what I see him doing. So that kind of, I don't know, to me brings up like two dimensions, another dimension. Like what God has done in advance, Jesus is doing again. Jesus saw him do something like save Gil. And then Jesus saved Gil. That's what this is saying. Interesting. Can you say that? Say that. Well, the verses. God did it, and then he saved. He got saved twice. God. God envisioned it. Let's say Jesus saw the vision, and then Jesus implemented it. That's what it's saying. But he that sees, I can't do anything except what I see the Father do. That's. I see what you're saying. So, so when you when you when a child looks at his father, right, and learns how to hammer a nail into a piece of wood, right, is that learning specific to that particular nail, that particular piece of wood, that particular event, or is he learning how to nail a, a in a piece of wood so you're with saying, a hammer you're for, for, for him, that point on. God showed him a generality, like, how do you, here's how you use a hammer. So then Jesus used the hammer in many different applications. Who, who, who's he speaking to? Who's He's, Christ addressing? Well, Jesus is telling the listeners here, in, as you said, the third person, yeah, right, the mechanics of the relationship with him, his son, and his, his father. father. Right. That's right. And that relationship... How does that relationship to you guys come across? I mean, what what form does that relationship look like it's taking between the father and son, which gets to what Jason's talking about a little bit. So that relationship of how the father and the son are working together is very much like an earthly type of relationship. What type of relationship? Father and son, I mean, it's like... Yeah. A good father and a great father. So it's almost son. like it's a, like an apprenticeship. Yeah. In fact, the language yeah. is very much like apprenticeship. The language here is being used of like someone who's, you know, like a carpenter. And it's like what Jason said. Someone's showing them something and then they're doing it. They're showing and they're doing it. And there's like this constant communion between father and son that they are, that the son is doing what the father's telling him to do. It's, it's almost like it's... Um, it's so purpose driven, really. It's all about purpose to, to come to us. It's pretty per- filled with the love of God, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. A lot of people don't understand that because they don't want to be like their fathers. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. What did you say? But that was. Chase, you really raised your hand. Huh. It says, I do nothing of my own accord. The Father judges no one. So uh-huh. Jesus judging is doing something God doesn't do. Well, and so what we find out, this is a good question. So what's happening, what we find out later is that Father has given the Son the ability to judge. So you'll see that before Jesus sort of came on earth, it was it was the Father was the one in the Old Testament who was doing that judgment. Now the Father has given that to the Son. Um, and we see later on through the New Testament that it's the Son who is the one who 
ultimately does does the judgment. However, what's interesting here is you have tension, because remember in John 3, we read that Jesus says he's not here to condemn. So his mission on earth, his mission here is not to condemn people. His mission is to save people, yeah. but he ultimately is going to be the one who does the final judgment, so too. So I he, think it's how it comes across. He's saving people, giving us the opportunity in this life, life. right, to be saved from yeah. judge judgment. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, in fact, it sort of says that. It sort of well, it says, it definitely sort of says, says that. that. It says that twenty-four. It right? doesn't sort of say it. It says <laughs> it definitively. Yeah. Twice he says truly, truly. First time right. he says truly, truly. I say to you, whoever hears my word and, and believes believe. him mm-hmm. who sent me. Right. So you, you got to hear my word and believe that it was the Father that sent me. Yes. And, and believes him who sent me, has eternal life. Like, bam. There's Dale's question. Boom. You believe in him? I don't care what it is. And, you have eternal life, and right? he does not come into judgment, right. but has passed Pass from, from death, death to, to life. life. And he says again, truly, truly, <laughs> I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who here will live. Yes. Once again, here. What does he say? This is something I it just blows my mind. It's so it's so awesome. When we'll get there, I know, but I don't want to burst the bubble. But the whole Pontius Pilate interaction is 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 perfectly this. Mm-hmm. You know, so you so you say you're a king. So you king? He says, Well you say I am so if you say, I, and you didn't say this, but obviously the, uh, if you're saying I'm a king, maybe you should like hear what I have to say. He says, anyone that listens to the truth hears my voice. Wow. And then Pontius Pilate responds with, what is the truth? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, dude. It's, that's right out of today. I just told you. <laughs> Yeah. You just said I'm a king. I just told you I'm the truth. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, yeah, now one, one comment too here. So I, if you guys in my sermon, I chose actually this passage to read, if you remember, in verse 24. Mm-hmm. So this was the passage I chose at the end. The reason why I chose that is because, if you remember, I said in the sermon that when he... Um, the Abraham tells the rich man, you heard from Moses and the prophets. You, all you needed was to hear them. The word hear in Greek, hear, H-E-A-R, is the word heed. To, to, and it means not, it's the same exact word we're hearing, the word hear here. It means to do. It's like, it's like you don't just hear it and don't do it. It means exactly that you are heeding it. You are doing what Jesus says. And so the word is, and you'll see, it just he gets repeated over and over and over again. Go make the bus. I chase. So, so anyway, that's just one reason why I chose it. To me, this was fascinating here because, again, it's this idea that it's not just that we're hearing the word. We're actually, it's 
doing something to us. Um, and we're doing it, yeah. Sarah. You asked about how we see this passage. Mm -hmm. um, I go back to very basics that the whole, the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So is it wrong to think that through this passage that God is manifesting himself through Jesus? Because Jesus is God, and God is Jesus. Okay? So in this case, when he says, I can do nothing that, uh, unless the Father does it, mm -hmm. He is the Father, and He is Jesus. And so the way I make some sense out of it is God is the ultimate source, and He's manifesting Himself through the actions of Jesus to deliver the message. Correct. Which, I mean, is that wrong to think Father. of it Could in those terms? Yeah. Last part again. God is, he's ma God is manifesting Himself through Jesus to deliver the message. Well, well not God. Our, yeah, yeah. Father. And that's why is it's the probably Father, yeah, is, yeah. Are you saying the Father and Jesus are are separate persons? No, they're all in one. That's the whole <laughs> okay, point. Okay, well, so that's, it that's, addresses that in Isaiah. That's called modalism. So if you look at modalism, modalism <laughs> okay, and it's saying that the Father takes on the, the role of the Son and the and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. That's considered like a heresy, like not really? not yeah. true. Well, so well, it's it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's spoken to in Isaiah. Right. He says specifically. So, so it just if you listen, you and it's probably just good for the sake of our understanding here. Going to be he's talking about there. If you listen to how you said it, you're notice how the word God is not in here. Okay, in this section. No. So when Jesus is explaining, he yeah. is talking about his relationship with the Father. Right. And so here you are seeing what we have come to know as the two persons of the Trinity. Right. Okay, that they're all one, but now we see two of them. That's why here, when you said about the Holy Spirit, yes, the Holy Spirit's active, but we're not hearing about the Holy Spirit here because the Holy Spirit's going to take up a pun, a role mm -hmm. later on after Jesus dies. Here, it is the relationship between the Son and the Father that are both part of what you could say call God. Yes. Okay. Yes. So when you talk, Okay, so he asks, when you talk, it's just here trying to be a little bit precise for the sake of understanding this relationship that happens within the Trinity. And, and think, okay. th think, think about, again, at this point, the Jews know, they know the Father. They know, they know Yahweh, mm -hmm. right? They know a singularity personality, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I'm the one and only God. Right. Right? Now, I'm going to send somebody to you, but again, they're, they don't quite... No, they're waiting. They're waiting, yeah. and this this guy's going to be the Messiah. But do they identify him as the Son? Do they identify him as 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 one third of the God being? No, they're calling no. him God. And well, that's, so and that's they, the, so he's, the accusation he's, that's, that's why causing he's, the problem. That's, that's why you're having all these. That's why he's educating them, freaking right. out here, right? Yeah. They want to kill him because it to them. What Jesus heresy. is now saying is heresy. But this is so key. At least blasphemy. Yeah. yeah. So at least yeah. blasphemy. It's so key true. to understanding this very <clears throat> tight relationship that Jesus has. We sometimes think of Jesus just being by himself, okay, or then we say God. But here what we're seeing is there is this, there is a relationship. Both of them are deity. They're both God, but they're also separate. 
because you see we're being talked about separate. So you're getting this mystery we call the Trinity where they're different, but they're the same. They're the same essence, the same go. substance of God, but you, but it's important in a way because you don't want to, you don't want to say, well, there's really not the Father and the Son, they're all just one. No, that's not true. Here you see there is a Father and there is a Son. And later we're going to see there's the Holy Spirit. And all of these are working with certain roles and authority type of structure. Yeah, and, 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 and the, the other side of it is, so modalism is when you're saying there's only actually one person, but, right. then, but they're wearing like three different masks. Yeah. And then there's tritheism where, they're saying, where you're saying there's three gods, mm-hmm. right? And both of those things are wrong. So tr- Trinity theology is really important, but it's it's extremely. There's a lot of mystery in it. It's yeah. very, it's it's not simple. So right. it's kind of it's kind of easy to to not think about it right. And it's, I don't think our our salvation doesn't necessarily hinge on. I mean, it can't because it's very it's it's not exactly straightforward. Yeah. You can believe well, what the Bible I mean, we, says we're, we're, and yeah. not understand it fully, right? But. Um, and you had centuries of the church, early church. You know, you guys think we were having some good, heavy discussions earlier. <laughs> I mean, the early church, in the first couple hundred years of the beginning, I mean, they were just, they were screaming, yeah, they were, I mean, there was just so much going on around this type of stuff. It's how do we understand this relationship? So we just sort of go, like what Pete said, we sort of go, okay, well, we, we're hearing some of it, but we're also like, how does all this work? Well, there is some mystery to it, too, because there's no human relationship quite exactly like this. Analogous. Analogous, right. So, so or, abs- that, that's a... Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So that's a... To, when I read this, right, right clearly think, clearly he's, he's, he's laying this out for the people, yeah. right? He's and saying, I, hey, hey, look, this is the deal. But he's, he's also, what, is, what do we know? Him? He's also, he's our teacher. He's right. the teacher. Right. So he's he's... <laughs> the construct of the Father and the Son, right, and the Holy Spirit, is to our benefit. So he's teaching us the relationship we're supposed to have with him. I mean, just letter good for letter. Point. Yeah. And it was, wow. In fact, what Jason just said, yeah, is this is why I think it's really good to hear that what we're seeing here is because what we're going to find out in John is the relationship that the Father has with the Son is very much models the relationship we are to have with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why it's key that it's happening this way. Remember when I did the little water thing? Okay. I mean, there's Father who is relating to the Son. We are relating to the Son. Like the, and Jesus actually says this, like literally in, I think it's John 17, where the relationship we see between the Father and the Son is now the relationship we have with Him. And all it gives you the again the type of when um, Jeff's been talking about preaching on John 15, abiding in Christ. This is what abiding looks like. Hmm. This is Jesus is abiding with the Father, and we're now asked to abide in Jesus. So we, when we look and say, what is our relationship with Christ? What he's supposed to look like? I mean, you go into a lot of times. I mean, this is should this be constant sense of. Everything we do, everything we see, when I look at Gil, I'm seeing what Jesus sees in Gil. When I talk to Gil, I'm talking to Gil as Jesus would talk, the Father would talk to Jesus. I mean, I'm seeing this sort of like flow that's going on. I think that's what Eric was saying. Yeah, he was, yeah. I'm just 
pointing out that even as he talks, it's hard because we can talk about God, but yet here we're really trying to talk about this relationship within the Godhead of the Father and the Son. Hey, Greg, yeah. um, I keep ringing in my head the word truth, and uh-huh. I've been, I just went home and I had some healthy debates with some family members, and the whole problem, I think one of the biggest problems in families or in this world is people don't want truth. Mm-hmm. And without without truth, there's chaos. Mm-hmm. And so I just brought, you know, one of my sisters a lawyer, right? Well, I go, Maggie, uh, that's judgment, okay? If if we we can't if you judge people, there can't be any unity. And but I just brought some truth. But if I hadn't brought, and she listened, goes, you're right, mm-hmm. you know, but. She still falls back into it. She's a type A lawyer, right? And, and fighting. I have 11 brothers and sisters. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on. But my God. I mean. There was a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here. You know, stuff that's wrong. But, but I mean, people, whether it's my family, my crazy Gleason family, or, you know, different people from different backgrounds, they really are not being honest. If, if we would forgive, if we would, um, you know, the, I keep thinking of the scripture, Lord, let your word be a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. So many people are manipulated by a wind and doctrine from the news or just any opinion. Mm-hmm. And really, God's word would solve abortion, which, thank God it did. It, we, that got stopped. It'll solve well, unforgiveness and judgment yeah. and, and a lot of things. I mean, so many things. So this truth thing is, oh, I didn't say that very well. But the truth is like changes the whole world if, if we would follow right. it. So the one th- a comment I'd make on that yeah. is re- what we're going to see Jesus say over and over again is realize what when we say the word truth, what do we mean by that? Because here Jesus will tell tell us finally. He will say, "What is the truth? The truth is I am the truth. Right. He is the truth." So ultimately, and we're getting at here, and we'll pick this up next week, This all this passage here, Jesus is getting at, this is a relationship. Yeah. What we're trying to bring people in, in is a relationship with the living Christ, the living God. That is what the, Jesus has with his Father, and that's what his desire is to have with us. That's the truth. Yeah. The truth is a relationship that we have with the living God. It's not this abstract thing that, you know, we throw at people or weed or whatever. It is a relationship that we want people to come into with the living Christ. It's it's yeah. a but on on that it's a relationship, but what else is he saying? He's he's saying, here's how the Father and I work together, which is the way you and I are supposed to work together. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. I'm also laying out some hard, unwavering realities. Truths. Some truths. <laughs> I don't care whether you like them or not. I don't care whether they're convenient or not. I don't care if they confound you or confront you or anything. They simply are. Period. End of story. Right. So, to me, that makes things so much easier. In, in that time, mm-hmm. weren't the Pharisees really on the lookout for false prophets? Absolutely. For sure. And so they're really right aware here. of false yeah, prophets. And so this is a clarification of what's happening mm-hmm. and, and bringing the truth, proving that he's not a false prophet. Right. Right. Yeah. 
the Bible talks about to live as Christ, to die again. His stuff may hurt, but there's a reward. If you, there's a doorway if you follow him to a, a huge blessing, I believe. If oh, you absolutely. do those painful things. Right. And well, we're reading this. That's if, a good one. There's a doorway to a huge blessing. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. that's what he, that's he, what he is. The, yes. He is the door. Yeah. And, and the things we think are pain are not. Taffy is a beautiful example of that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, this week I had to make a decision. This is what you just said is so pertinent to me. I just want to say why. Um, I had to make a decision between a woman I've been with for three years, and it came down to Christ and Buddha, um, and I had to. I had to choose to, we had to choose to part. Um, and it was, it's been very hard. But I have suspected all along that it was to clear the way for a doorway that I needed to, to look at more clearly. And when I stopped to look at what this person believes and how absolutely we came to the crux of it and had to go our separate ways there is not much in what the Buddhists think that has anything to do with morality as, as we Christians well, what, it, what the Buddhists believe is that if it feels good do it well that's, that's the point you see I don't know if, if if that's if that's true or if that's oversimplification. I don't know. I think my principles probably right on the money. But um, the pain of having to make a decision that was not foreseen um, for Christ uh, has been very, very. I've been crying a lot this week. We. Um, it's not easy to to follow. We've talked a lot about it tonight. Um, it comes down to where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. And when, when we get to a place where we can either go right or left, we got to go. We got to go right in to Christ, which is the truth that you were just talking about. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Gil. So you know what? I think what I'd like to do is let's just close. And I would like to spend two minutes, if you guys can, just for two minutes. Um, and I want you to listen to Taffy sing. She sent me this recording, okay? And we just were like, just <laughs> listen to her for two minutes. And you're like, what? what's he talking about? Um, so, <laughs> you guys have probably heard this. I don't know if you guys have you probably heard it. So, anyway, just, it just it's, a, it's sort of a good way, I think, to just sort of take a lot more... Good discussions tonight. I think we've had good discussions, maybe not answers. <laughs> um, but just um, just as a way to sort of in quietly go and just who we're in relationship with, Christ. Um, so, let me see if this will work.
that's clear to me. I need a lift, and it comes on in. to be with. I'm very privileged to have a spouse like her, partner sure. like her. Can you send that to mm-hmm. some of us? I'd Thank love you. to have that. Yeah, it's most mm-hmm. beautiful. Anyway, amen, you guys. Thanks for the discussion. I know we were like, the Taffy wrote that? I bet she did, right? Of course yeah. she did. Okay. So we'll pick this, we'll pack, pick up this passage next week. I really like. Okay. Would you say the Lord's Prayer for us? Yeah, why don't you, you want to lead us all, Gil? Okay, I'll, I'll let you say it. <laughs> all right. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.